You're listening to the Living with Licensing podcast, brought to you by Asgard Media. L-I-C-E-N-S-I-N-G, news and info, stuff is happening, here's the place you've got to go, for the cool kids in the know. Now here's your host, Kelvin Gardner. Thank you for joining me for a special Christmas edition of Living with Licensing. It came to me a few weeks ago that the Christmas season in the media is full of special editions and compilations and seasonal specials and so on. Uh, and I also come from a time when the so-called sampler album was a method whereby record labels could introduce new artists to fans by selling a cheaper compilation vinyl LP, a great marketing method before the days of digital music. So I thought I'd follow both of these traditions and present here a few extracts from what you might call season one of Living With Licensing. If you haven't listened to the podcast before, consider this your sampler and maybe try a longer taste from, from our look at the lives of our guests. One constant among many of our guests has been how they got into licensing in the first place and what jobs led them into our industry. Here's Will Stewart talking about his days at Kings of the High Street, Woolworths. The first part of the placement, which I think is is absolutely key if you want to know how retail works, is to yeah. work on the on the on the shop floor. Of course, yeah. So I was suddenly put in as a assistant store manager in Woolworths in Staines, mm-hmm. um, out west, and um, you know it was probably more of a shock being <laughs> planted into Woolies for the yes. golden for the golden quarter. Right. And it was arriving in the rainforest. You know, okay. The business at the time, and this would have been, gosh, I don't know when this was, 90, 2001 maybe? Yeah. Okay. Like that. It was when LEG exploded okay. um, mm. across the airwaves. And he was from Staines, of course. And I oh, was right. Yeah. Staines and was working <laughs> in Staines. But those, I mean, that Christmas was, you know, incredibly hard work. And that, talking about getting your store legs. I don't think I gained them. We'd do 14, 15 hours de- yeah. days. And yeah. Woolies was the place. I mean, A, it was fantastic for licensed. Um, of course it was. It was the They were the kings of licensing, no doubt about it at all. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it had a great history and it had invented so many innovations in, in retail. And, um, and of course it was the Christmas shop at the time. Yeah. So, you know, we sold so much stuff. I, I found it amazing how much stuff was, was sold. Um, during that time and um, I can remember I used to I was just stocking up crackers I think it was for about three or four days and I had this little trolley and I'd go to the you know, to the little lift that was coming down from the stock room load it up with crackers and then try and get it over to the shelf where the crackers yeah. were stocked and the customers were like it was like something out of a zombie apocalypse <laughs> you know they were just fighting over yeah. you and yeah. the crackers and you know, I never ever got near the uh, yes, okay. got near the shell. <laughs> the, the whole the whole of Woolies at Christmas was like being in a, in a queue. I mean, it yeah. was it was a crazy crazy time. But you realised how important that retailer was at the time. Um, yeah. And secondly, how again from a from a cold face point of view, how much stuff people buy and consume and the decisions they're making. Mm. So um, yeah, I sort of did six months in in store and then was quite relieved and. Uh, honored ever since to be able to sit down at work uh, <laughs> right. ever since then and you realize how what a privilege that is right 
Absolutely, but but invaluable that you actually knew what it was like at, at the sharp end before you did sit down. Absolutely. Another key retailer in days gone by was Athena, the poster shop, as many knew it. David Scott was one of many people to work there. One unusual stepping stone was encountered by Trudy Haywood, who was clearly something of a super saleswoman in her early career. I wanted to be a policewoman actually when I was still at school. Um, so that was the route I was following. And then I realized actually I've got a, a, <laughs> a gift of the gab okay. and took after my mother and decided actually that sales would be a more lucrative career, which it has turned out to be. Um, so, so then I started down sort of like the sales route in local radio, local press, national press, and then... I think talking about local press, for anybody under 30 listening to this, they probably wouldn't have any idea how big local newspaper advertising was in the previous decades. You can confirm that, I guess. Yeah, it was absolutely big, um, particularly in the rec recruitment category and classified category so I started my days working on Bedshire on Sunday which was a local newspaper which was hugely hugely popular but nonetheless a great training in sales I would have thought for later on it certainly was because when I went international press I had to do like a hundred cold calls a day on the <laughs> telephone and it was all scripted yeah so yeah. it was it was a good it was it was very good training and particularly for the licensing industry as well because a lot of the licensing industry tend to recruit sort of marketeers rather than yeah, salespeople. Yeah. yeah and cold calling is a tough gig if you've done it before but not everyone can do it. Yeah exactly it really is. <laughs> and then you had a stint in radio too. Had a stint in local radio yeah so that was that was good fun actually. Um, and when was that? When roughly were you at Chilton Radio? Oh my goodness me, now you're asking. So I would have been, uh, that was about 35 years ago. Uh, I've got to work my arithmetic on this. That period sometime in the 1980s. 
I've just picked up on that because in the same period I did an interview on Children's Radio and I was a marketing director at Panini on our football stickers, so we probably overlapped a little bit. Well, I do remember sitting in the Horizon Radio offices and seeing you in your office at Merlin. Darren Garnham is probably best known for his days with Moshi Monsters, but he began his licensing life with probably the daddy of all collectible phenomena, Pikachu and Friends. So uh, you'll recall there was a, a company based in Putney um, called LCI UK. Yes, indeed. Yes. Um, that went on to become Four Kids Entertainment. Yeah. Um, and they had arguably, still to this day, one of the hottest brands to hit our industry in Pokemon. Mm, um, yes. And I went in for an interview. Um, it was merchandising. I'd, I'd actually worked in, at Tesco's in the frozen food section All right. at, in, at, <laughs> at, at nighttime, merchandising frozen food. Right. It, was the, it was the best paid job that you could get right. within Tesco's. And um, yeah, I, I assume merchandising would be that. Um, so did you see an advert or where, where did you hear I did, yeah, yeah. Right, I, yeah. I, went into, I went into Reed, the uh, agency in Putney, yeah. And, yeah. and they put me forward for this um, fabulously well-paid I think it was £14,000 a year <laughs> role. Yeah. Um, and I, I fell in love from, from day two of my probation. And you won't know, Kelvin, but you've got a little hand in that yourself. Oh, really? Okay. Because day, day two of my probation, um, uh, a young guy called Chris Rodman from Tops <laughs> right, okay. yeah. entered the office with a, with a comedy check, one of these oversized oh, right. checks. Yeah, yeah. Um, which had several noughts on uh, with six <laughs> bottles of champagne. Yeah. And that was that month's royalty statement for Pokemon. Oh, for Pokemon. Yes. Indeed, uh, yeah. And I was, uh, I was living with my mum at the time and, uh, and I went home and I said, do you know what? I, I think this business is okay. <laughs> <laughs> Some of our guests took us back even further. Hannah Mungo gave us a taste of her school days.
and so did Vicky O'Malley, along with one of her dreams. And here's Richard North on his unusual method of getting a first job. But I'm going to leave the last word to our very first podcast interviewee, Keith Chapman. Nowadays, Keith is a serial creator of children's IP, but he pays tribute to the company that stimulated his imagination, a company that has also provided us all with many Christmas moments, from Christmas specials to the Muppet Christmas Carol.
And there you have it. I hope you've enjoyed this little look back at our podcast in 2020. We'll shortly have one more episode for you before a short break for Christmas and New Year. Meanwhile, sincere thanks from me, our editor and music composer, Regan Vincenza, and all our guests. I hope you have a very happy Christmas and New Year. A big thank you to our sponsor, Dependable Solutions, the licensing management software specialists. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Living with Licensing, please tell your friends and colleagues.